an Alan Alda passion project that brings the sleepy energy you'd expect from an Alan Alda passion project. Jamie, yeah, let's go watch Sweet Liberty. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. Here we are, <clears throat> where we are, every two weeks. There's myself, Jamie Lorello. On the other end of things is the DP McCambridge. That's right. And we show up here for you and for us and for the pleasure of um, experiencing a movie from the 1980s. Some we may have experienced before. Others we may not. Most we have not. Yes. And, and mm-hmm. that, and I'll get to it later on but that has to do i mean the idea that we watch movies that we've never seen before for the most part yeah has a lot to do with what we're going to be doing on our fifth anniversary but i'll talk about that when we get there i've just teased out something that you will all hear about an hour and 30 minutes from now (laughs) look forward to it you like how we do that it's Mm -hmm. like called a hook i think it's like you're hooking them in that's right for for the whole you know the whole ride Swim. Yeah, if there was only some way for them to fast forward an hour and a half. <laughs> we, we're here to talk to you about a movie that was suggested to us by a wonderful patron of the show. Mm-hmm. Michelle is so nice and she's, you know, she's she interacts egg. with us constantly yeah. on Twitter and Facebook way more than I even interact with the people that listen to our show. <laughs> so we appreciate that. Thank you. And as a $15 donor, folks, remember, you can all go to patreon.com slash goodtimesgreatmovies. And for $5, you get all the extra content. So much content, like extra episodes, longer, Mm -hmm. unedited cuts of the episodes that come out for regular listeners. Um, Patrons have already heard (laughs) us for 15 minutes and are sick of this by now. Yeah, we're already, we just get the chit chat. They get all, they get all of it. Yeah. Uh Yeah. You just jumped in now. You think this just started. Nope. We've been doing this for far too long already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. Yep. Yep. (laughs) If you go up just a little bit from the five to the fifteen, you mm-hmm. get to program an episode of this show. Programming episode. Sorry. Mm-hmm. If you're a robot, <laughs> that's what you do. That's how you sound when you do it. But you get to choose a movie for us to watch mm-hmm. and then talk about. And Michelle gave us one that neither of us had heard of. No. It's a movie that was not streaming anywhere. <laughs> Seemed to have not actually been made. We had to buy it. Yep. Second time ever on this podcast, we had to physically purchase discs. Where was our other one? Where was our other one? No, it wasn't Sleepaway Camp. That one how I, got, I just how I how I did something to, in college? Yes, yes. How I managed to get into college. <laughs> It's very how I acquired my college degree <laughs> in a very um, nonsensical, silly way. Right. That's what <laughs> that was the other 80s movies that we watched on DVD. Yep. Some of that was in parentheses. <laughs> there was a colon somewhere. Mm-hmm. An Epper Sam. Is that a, is that a thing? An Epper Sam? 
Well, I'm saying it right. Yeah, that, I mean that's an and symbol, but yeah. Okay. So that was there. Maybe one of the words you said was and, and they could have put an ampersand in there. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes. So Michelle chose "Sweet Liberty." Sweet, sweet liberty. From wait, nineteen eighty-six. Did I get that right? Did I, get I think that it's eighty-six. Right? Yes. Six. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. is a star-studded event. Isn't Let's it, I'm going to call it an event. Yeah, yeah, because you could say that it, it's the it's a movie, making of a movie during in a movie. So that's an event, right? And a historical movie at that. Well, allegedly historical. I don't know. Was it real? Wait, was what real? <laughs> did, the, did the Revolutionary War actually <laughs> no, no, happen? No, no, no. Yes, it did. No, was the story they were trying to tell within that? That wasn't, there was no... Um... I do not think there was any Mary What's-Her-Face. And, okay. Uh, and I don't think Alan Alda owns her diary. He may. I don't know. This seems like, first of all, it's written and directed by Alan Alda. Like, this oh, is. Hadn't realized that oh, Alan Alda directed wow. as well. Yes. This I is a Alan Alda passion project, <laughs> which is baffling to me. Wow. This is really what he wanted to make. And hmm. I don't know. Based on that, based on the fact that he had all his hands all in this, yeah. I, I think that that is something that maybe makes this work better than it should. Or it's something that is to the film's detriment. I think it depends on your level of Alan Alda. Love of Alan Alda. Now, like I said, I know I think the Patriots caught it. When I saw the cover of Alan looking so happy on the motorcycle, you can't, I mean, he's a likable actor, right? It's very hard for people to have a negative feeling toward Alan Alda. Right. Perhaps if you have very strong... He's not Eric Stoltz, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> or Eric Roberts. I mean, <laughs> he's not an Eric. He's an Alan. If you are an Alan Alda... Enthusiast. Enthusiast, let's say. <laughs> this might be totally up your alley. It's your bag. Mm -hmm. But I find it interesting that the whole idea of this movie is, oh, you know what sucks? Making movies because <laughs> you have all these people telling you what to do. And then I'm watching this going, Alan Alda, I don't know if you had anybody telling you what to do. You wrote and directed this, and this is what you made? This is what you came up with? Oh, no, you got all your pals around. Oh, can I pull back the curtain a little bit? And Reveal, just, um, please. You know, I, I think that it's kind of fun. You sent me a text uh, mm -hmm. a few days ago. You were having a you were having a bad day, and I think during this quarantine time, people have good days and people have bad days. This is true. You just mentioned that you had you were having a bad day, and I think I don't know everything I wrote, but at one point at the end, I wrote, <laughs> "Just know that Alan Alda loves you." Yes. And your response was. <laughs> That's great, but I feel like he would want to make me a salad and try to fuck me. And, yes. and I was like, yeah, that's his move. That's, that's, it. Such, a, He's that's like... such a specific move for the guy who wrote and directed this movie. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is the way. This is he what brings, I do. He brings a paper bag full of things that could go in a salad. Most most importantly is the head of lettuce because he's got a smooth move for the head of lettuce where he just clonks it down. We'll talk about it in further as it comes up in the film. But um, yeah, making a salad is his move. That is so interesting. It's also interesting how excited Michelle Pfeiffer gets for balsamic. Oh, like yeah. she did not think that that was a an item that he could not get outside of not L.A. Town, like, no. I don't know. And they oh. make a salad. Well, they don't ever finish making salads, but they never really sit down to eat a salad. Because in reality, salads aren't sexy. They're not. No, I don't think so. They're messy to eat. I eat. I'm, I'm not a 
sexy salad eater. I wouldn't imagine you are. Maybe. No, no. The salads are kind of sloppy. There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. It's tough, and you're trying to eat it with a fork. Stuff yeah. falls out of your mouth. A lot of green stuff could get in between your teeth now, mm-hmm. and that can get Plus, messy. Plus, most of the dressings are kind of stinky and don't do great things for your breath. That's true. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. That's true. You're right. right. And I... And and in, in this movie, he makes salads three times. He does. It's, it's his go-to. You know how, like, in that one Stallone movie where he had the burger or the fries and all that ketchup? Yes. Well. It, it is. It's absolutely fascinating. I just, I find these little details. Because it's not a little detail. Like, it's a big part of this movie. It, it's a reoccurring theme. It's a reoccurring yeah. theme. And um, oh. I don't know why. It's something he likes to do with the ladies he likes is make a salad. There's, an, yeah. there's I don't want to skip ahead, but when the carnival happens at the end. <laughs> yes. They all, okay, we got to get there. Because. Oh. No, it's this. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right. Okay, so let's so let's talk let's, about this. Let's right, get so. it started. Let's first of all another thing Alan Alda likes to do. I'm going to start us out. I'm going to open oh, this please. for you. So um, he we, had, we mentioned the love of salad and fencing. Fencing <laughs> is a big thing. Is this like again? <laughs> is this stuff he does in his real life? I first of all, I he's he's. Fifty years old when making this movie, and he's in very good shape. Looks great. I mean, looks he's got great. his shirt off several times in this movie, mm-hmm. and he looks really good. I guess he just eats salad, and does he fence? Like, is this a moment in his life where he's like, "I'm really into fencing"? I didn't yeah, want to fence this I'm going to bring it in. Let's bring it in. Yeah, put this in the movie. Well, because he, he, well, yeah, I, I want to say that maybe this is an extra extracurricular activity for Aldo, and he decided yeah. what a great way. Um, and, and really it's, it's a unique, you know, they could play tennis, but no, no tennis is too, the, the fencing I like helps. how you just mentioned the indoor and outdoor wealthy people sports. Like yeah. that is what it is. It's like, are you affluent? Do you have the money? And can you not go outside? You should probably be fencing. Fence, but yeah. if you can go outside, you go to your tennis court mm-hmm. and that's what you do when the weather's nice. That's right. That's right. You're right. It's, it's a wealthy people thing. So yeah. And I guess he's, he's, so his character is, uh, Mike, Alan Alden's character is Michael Burgess, right? Right. Which is very confusing. When Michael Alan Alda is talking to Michael Caine, I was like, why isn't, just, just, you're Alan and he's Michael. Just do that. Just leave it, right? Yeah, just, for me, the person taking notes. We don't need character names. Just use your regular old actor names. That's what we want. Michelle Pfeiffer, you're not Faith. You're Michelle. Faith. All right. Right. That's who you when are. When you're that big, you don't need a character name. No, we know. You should just be Michelle Pfeiffer and everything, because that's what I'm thinking when you're on screen. That's what we're writing down in our notes here. <laughs> All right. So it's very difficult when you're Michael Caine to be like, I'm totally lost in this character. No, it's just it's Michael Caine Although, running around fencing. How about those curls on Michael Caine for this movie? Well, beautiful curls. Yeah. I mean, I knew he had some wave to his hair and some body, but that's looks like it's lovely. It's like Aussie. What is that? spray they used to put in Aussie crunch spray that ladies used to put in their hair it smelled like grapes it was wonderful oh yeah you remember oh I totally forgot about that stuff yeah, yeah. is that what you did you'd like scrunch up uh, yeah, your hair yeah you'd and scrunch it, keep it? it okay. so the curls come sure and and I, I'm just saying uh, Michael Caine has some beautiful short curlies in this <laughs> 
<laughs> short curlies. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's the correct term. I know. I've got a little out of hand there. but. <laughs> <laughs> so he's fencing. So he is a college professor. Of history, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Who wrote a book. Yes. And Gretchen is his girlfriend. Let's call her longtime companion. It sounds yeah. like they've been seeing each other for quite a while. She yeah. also works at the school. What does she do? She also teaches a class. Isn't she at one point like a dialect coach for the on the film? Is that what she's No, she's do? teaching quilting. She's teaching quilting because that's her passion. That's what she does. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even that's in the bedroom, she quilts. Even while Alan Alda is trying to make love to her, she quotes. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He was asleep. Oh, it's that's right. It's not like that montage of Michelle Pfeiffer where Alan Alda is crawling <laughs> all over her all night. Her alarm goes off in the morning, and it appears that she had been asleep while he's having sex with her, I well, guess. He's just, well, that's what a salad does for him. It's like an aphrodisiac for the guy, as far as we know. That's why he loves him so much. <laughs> Just chomping on that head of lettuce, getting ready. <laughs> He's so like a little he, So he and his girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, I was about to say when I was looking at this, I was like, all right, that seems almost age appropriate. No, she's 30 and he's 50. Oh. I was really looking at the ages because this is also an excuse for Alan Alda to make out with a couple of young ladies. No, and he does. He does. Yes. So they're fencing mm-hmm. and they're having, they continue to have this conversation where they both clearly say, we do not want to get married. It yeah. appears that they've both, both been married, been married. before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ended in divorce. Right. They don't want to get married, but he is into her moving in with him. Yeah, he wants to cohabitate. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and at the very lowest level, if they're not going to live together, he at least wants to be able to keep a toothbrush and or a pair of pants. And a robe. Yes, a robe at her place, which yeah. doesn't sound like a whole lot to ask. No. But she does not I want think, anything to do no. with this. Yeah, it's, a weird, it's weird boundaries that she has. But then it's, it's really crazy how easily she lifts the boundaries. They have an interesting relationship. I don't know. It seemed to be a relationship to me where they probably knew each other for a very long time, mm-hmm. probably worked together while they were married to other people helped each other through their divorce. I know I'm putting a lot of I love when you here, do this. I, I love just... when you take these little like the relationships in the movies and you get back and you go get it. Go. But I had to. It's like I, I bet to. one night Alan had a long night and he just he couldn't find a fencing partner and mm-hmm. there she was going for a walk. It was late at night and um yeah she'd never fenced before. Go ahead. You've got the story. Isn't it fun? Isn't it yeah, fun to do sure. this? All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what we see then is we see the main crux of this movie is a film crew is coming coming into town. On a chartered bus, mind you. There's a chartered bus. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of campers, RVs, and other large vehicles Oh, yeah, it's like a big parade of vehicles because the film crew is coming to town. The film crew is coming to town with the titular... Sweet Liberty. You say it's practically a parade. Uh, this is kind of a parade. Yeah, like, yeah. The no, streets the, are lined. The with town's the... excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Alda even lets his class out early because oh. the kids can't. Oh, they can't stop from looking out those windows at the RVs driving by. They are here to film, as you said, Sweet Liberty, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a movie adaptation of a novel, like a historic novel. Yeah. That, or yeah. is it? A he's writing this about people that apparently existed in history. Mm-hmm. 
Is it a novel or is it just like a nonfiction book that he wrote? I don't know how to classify it exactly. Okay. But you're right. <laughs> he used a... Apparently he had, um, he, he took information from the period that he knows because he's a history teacher. He also had like artifacts, like the diary entries yes. of the one character. Um, he, he retold, I guess, the story, I guess in a novel form because he tells it in a story. No, I don't think it's okay. just all history. I don't know. I didn't read the book because it doesn't really exist, but. it's uh, <laughs> a perfect excuse. <laughs> however. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope you gave that excuse one time when you were like in high school in an English class. You'd be like, sorry, I didn't read the book because it doesn't exist. <laughs> Your teacher would say, no, everyone has it. You have a copy. I gave you one at the start of the year. Okay. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I don't think that actually it doesn't exists. exist. Let's call it historical fiction. There we have. I think good, that's a yeah, yeah. genre. Yeah. yeah. Some of the information is based on real facts. Yeah, I like that. So we meet several characters making this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, we meet the director, Saul Rubinick, I think is the guy's yeah. name. He's a pretty famous character. You've seen character him in a couple you, things, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you see him, you know him. And his, uh, his book was adapted for the screen yes. by Bob Hoskins. This a wonderful, like... He's just super charming, and every so time fun. he was on, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, oh, yeah. This is he comes in with a lot Bob of Hoskins. energy. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Bob Hoskins, for sure, because he was very he was enjoyable in this. And you realize how little he is, because when Alan Alda <laughs> hugs him, which he does a couple of times. Oh, and, and, and Bob Hoskins likes to accost Alan Alda sometimes, right? Like covering his face and touching him yep. inappropriately. So Bob Hoskins' character, who is Stanley, who mm -hmm. adapted the movie, the, the book, for a movie, made it into a screenplay, is so excited about this job. And he kind of is, guides, to his best mm -hmm. ability, Alan Alda through, he's like the bridge, because Alan Alda wrote the book and the, the film, you know, the, the Hollywood bought the, the rights to his book, but they've adapted it, so there's been some changes made. And now this is Hollywood reenacting his, his book, and so Bob Hoskins is kind of, helping work him through this right would you say that it is kind of funny because they're all staying at this hotel and oh the rooms are so tiny it's so sure. quaint mm -hmm. and oh this isn't hollywood what about that shower that bob hoskins gets in which is the tiny <laughs> it's just it's just a tiny ring yeah. with the, with the shower. Uh -huh. almost as though he's standing in a sink yeah it is and he's waiting that's when he gives him the script and he's like oh you're gonna laugh so loud and he's waiting to hear the laughter and there's none because he says it, and Alan Alda's like, laugh out loud. Why would I be laughing yeah, at this? And no... Bob Hoskins is like, this is hilarious. Just wait till you read this. Yeah, you're going to laugh. And he doesn't hear any laughter. He comes out of the shower, mm -hmm. and Alan Alda's like, this is terrible. It's just naked women and people falling off horses. Yeah. Which, strangely enough, I was like, I kind of want to watch that Yeah, movie. I think I'm <laughs> into that. that. That sounds like Sweet Liberty indeed. I love how quickly Bob Hoskins turns around because Hoskins, you know, like this is his first screenwriting job. I think he says he used to be a playwright. And this is, yeah. like, this is the first thing that he got to do. And he's For like, Hollywood, what do you mean right? it's not good? It's not. And he's like, this is a piece of shit. And Bob Hoskins goes, yeah, I know. It's a piece of shit. Help me make it better. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't really take any convincing that, that he needs to rework this right he's going to rely on alan alda to help him right. so that he doesn't so that his first hollywood writing job isn't a huge mess yeah he's looking for him for guidance but he also kind of is is like i said guiding alan into the ways of hollywood oh this is what we need to do this is director we got to smooth him we got to 
Because you can't just... Um... There's a little too much of that. All the Michael Caine interaction, I was like, why are we still doing this? Like, why? <laughs> Every time we turn around, Bob Hoskins is like, you've got to spend more time with him. You're not fencing with him enough. Let's go ride rides at this carnival. <laughs> what? Aren't you almost done shooting? Because, like, what are we doing? Yeah, why do we keep... Well, because his his theory is if you get on the actor's good side, then you can make these changes. Because there's a lot of changes Alan Alden wants to make, or, mm-hmm. or Michael Burgess wants to make to his to the script so that it becomes more real because he's very disappointed in in the interpretation Hollywood has. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, it doesn't necessarily yeah. stop him from our first interaction, Gretchen and Michael, uh-huh. that's his girlfriend, making their first salad. Please walk us through the salad making. We get some onion instruction in here too? <laughs> yeah. How to cut an onion. Because she does cut it weird. Like, she cuts it all close to her body, and that's not yeah. the right way to cut an onion. I don't like it. I don't like no. it when people are cutting something that they're holding with a knife. Like, that is an act. That's like, how could this accident have been prevented? Right. Don't hold it in your hand. Don't hold it. Right. Put it on the cutting board. Put it down. She cuts the, the, the onion all funny, and then... How does she cut? How do you? How do you cut a piece of lettuce? How do you cut lettuce for a salad? I, I do know. not do what he. Well, first of all, I normally probably just have like a bag. Of oh lettuce, yeah, the pre-bag so lettuce, and I just I just open it and empty out what's in the yeah. bag. Yeah. I, I don't remember the last time I needed an actual head of lettuce for any reason well, at all. When when you're Alan Alda and you're getting ready to make your movie here in your small town. P.S. I think their small town is. I think it's in North Carolina, and it okay. should be said that the town itself. Much like towns in, in PA, they pride themselves off their reenactments that they do, right? <laughs> what, what towns in PA? <laughs> right? Like Gettysburg, PA. Yeah, this town loves their reenactments. So much so that they appear to be reenacting continuously. All the time. The people wander and probably go to their jobs in their regalia. Yeah. yeah. It is so bizarre. Uh-huh. They live for it. They love it. Yeah. Anyway, while in this town... These two lovebirds make a salad together where uh, Michael or Alan Alda shows her how you make a salad or how you get the lettuce head cut for the salad is you just slam that lettuce head down on the counter. And that'll take the little inner, the core, I guess you'd say, of the salad out. But then she's she's amazed by this. Again, I had a whole backstory where they've been seeing each other for a long time. He should have told her how to cut an onion before today. He should have done this lettuce trick before today but you know we have to set this up so we it pays off see. later right of course. exactly because it does because it does they do end up going out for ice cream anyway which is so funny <laughs> yeah and... yeah they, wanna, yeah, they, they kind of have an argument again about living together and then smash cut from them making the salad to mm-hmm. then then just enjoying ice cream and walking around this tiny tiny town yeah, you, they do have what do you think about oh, the ahead. chemistry here between these two like overall, like I don't think you can have bad chemistry with Alan Alda, don't you think? Um, I wouldn't say that any of it is bad, but it's who is like the actress herself, this actress, and the one that plays yeah. the the one that that has the affair or whatever with with uh, oh her with Michael Caine. Yeah. I don't know who either of the they're not actresses that you would like. Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. We've seen her before. The one that plays Alan Alda's mother, she's like a notable silent oh, film star. Lillian Lillian yeah. Gish. Mm-hmm. I mean that is. She was my favorite part of this movie. Any Anytime she was on screen, I was like, okay, this is actually funny right now. I'm kind of laughing. <laughs> like, also, anything to do with her was very bizarre. Like, yes. that was, that whole, for as much as I enjoyed having her there, every time they went to her, I'm like, why, why is this in this movie? Well, this is, 
Alan Alda's, I knew he wrote it. I didn't, I somehow miss yeah. that he directed it. But so he had this experience where his mother, I guess, what? had, yes, was mentally not all there toward the end and he was taking care of her. So I think some of these stories are autobiographical. Wow. All right. Okay. I'm into it. And then even, Plus the devil's in the yes, kitchen. Yes. And the so devil's in the kitchen. <laughs> And her boyfriend, what was her boyfriend that she wants back? Johnny Del Vecchio. That was so crazy. So great. What about when they go to Del Vecchio's house? (laughs) Like so random. Why are we here? Why is this part of the movie? Anyway. I I loved it when they showed up and the wife is like, go get out of here. Yeah, we're sick of her. I'm like, I don't think she's ever met Alan Alda before. What's happening right now? (laughs) So Alan Alda meets Michelle Pfeiffer Mm -hmm. on set. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, him and Stanley's walking and, him around. Bob Hoskins is walking right, around. Right, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is in character. Always. You know, well, she is speaking yeah. with an, you know, whatever. Let's call it a Revolutionary War American accent. All right. All right. We'll call it that. When you, when you say, see, and I know, that, I know that one listener in particular, possibly the person who suggested this movie, isn't going to like me saying this. When you say that nobody can have bad chemistry with Alan Alda, I wasn't crazy about he and Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> well, I felt like he and Bob Hoskins have great chemistry <laughs> together. He and Michael Caine have great chemistry together. He and his mom have great. I just, I don't know. And I feel bad saying this, but I feel like, you know, Grease 2, yeah. probably the best Michelle Pfeiffer performance of the things we've seen her in. We saw her in Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. Not great. No. This I, I don't, I, I wasn't, I was more into her when she wasn't acting, mm-hmm. meaning like when she is more herself. Yeah. Like yeah. when, when, when he goes over to make her a salad, yeah. like I enjoyed her yelling at people on the phone and stuff. I thought that was really Yeah, great. yeah, yeah. I wanted more, like I wanted her to be a horrible, horrible person and for him to finally realize that. Well, and to continue, I like that though, and to continue with the horrible, because she does, or the, it's weird. So when he meets her in character, he mm-hmm. is blown away that she is really like the character. It's like he is, an, like he's never, like he doesn't know how movies work and he doesn't realize what an actor does because he's like, oh my God, she's, she's Mary. She's the, yeah. he is blown away by, by her portrayal and, yes. and he's a historian. So he loves, I guess, the things he studies. And now one of them has been brought to life and he Listen, is just like, right. That's what it is. He fell in love with a historical figure, mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. who has been dead for hundreds mm-hmm. of years. Mm-hmm. And this is the closest to having sex with that woman. Yes, that he will exactly. Ever get. Exactly. But I do think, I think it's so funny how aloof he is about movies and, and he doesn't seem to even know that movies exist or something. Like, oh. I love the fact that they bought his book to make a movie out of. And he, on the other end, was like, must have just been like, a what? Yeah. Make a who about? Um, Ma-o- Ma-o-fi? What are you talking Ma-o-fi? about? My mother owns a television. I don't. Yeah, I do not. I just make salads and fence. That's my idea of a good time. I'm just trying to get women in the sack constantly. Oh, and I make love. I make a lot of love. (laughs) I don't have time to watch these movies, these moving pictures. I gotta go make love. So the director is the one who is not on board with these changes. No, he doesn't want these. He well, the director is gung ho. He thinks he sees it as 
he wants to give the people what they want, and the people want funny, and they want some right. sex, and they want some nudity, and they want some yes. fall down, destroy property. Right, exactly. He wants a frat party. He thinks that uh, that they just want that is to see. the most baffling thing about this is how at every turn he's like. I'm going to give the kids what they want. I'm like, the kids that are coming to this Revolutionary War love story? This isn't a movie made for kids. What are you doing? I love, someone must have read his historical work of fiction and been like, you know who'd love this? Teenagers. Yeah, they're all about it. Just you wait and see. After all this, he's very upset. This is when... Gretchen, his girlfriend, kind of has to take care of a horny, mopey baby for a little while because oh, <laughs> this is what he's trying to have sex with. Her oh, yeah. He, she's knitting in bed. Yeah. Yeah. He's wearing, then he puts on a robe, he gets out of bed, and now we have Alan, Alan Alda in this like lovely yep. little. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pink and there's some lace on uh-huh. it. It's kind of fun, but it's. Like, this is when it all comes to a head with mm-hmm. them, because this is when he's upset that he doesn't have a robe there, oh, and he gets yeah. mad at her. He's like, if you really cared about your job, like, you could be head of your department right now, but all you want to do is quilt. Oh. Like, why are you tearing in this lady? Don't you remember your long walk a couple of weeks ago where you were encouraging her to take on her extra hobbies, like quilting? <laughs> right. You don't remember? Now she's listening to you. Now you're wishy-washy. I know. Um, it's also weird that he has to go see his mom, and he's like, I don't want you to come see my mom. <laughs> I don't think she should know that I'm living in sin or whatever's going on. His 90-something-year-old mom. And she's like, but I made her chicken soup. I want to. He's like, shut up. Shut, why? Why? Why would you make it? I'm like, this lady seems nothing but nice. Yeah. Yeah. She's ready. Yeah. She wants to meet his mom. She wants to go. And visit yeah. and, and check out. Um, so they do. They have this fight. They have yes. this weird fight where, like you said, he's yelling at her about not being, reaching her potential and not letting him move in and not letting right. him keep a robe at her house. But they still go together to visit his mom. In the end, they work it out. Oh, from the moment they show up and this old woman can't unlock her front door, I was like, okay, oh, yeah. comedy gold, let's let the laugh start Bring now. her in. Because the laughs are probably going to die once they leave her house. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's so great. She can't unlock the door and she goes, I'm locked in, call the police. <laughs> She forces him to sit down and have a conversation with her with dog, her dog. Rex. Her dog just looks at him. She's like, talk yeah. to Rex. Talk to him. And he does. He's like, hey, Rex, how's it coming? And she, she's like, kiss Rex. He's like, I don't want to kiss the dog, Mom. I don't want to. <laughs> and this is the, I mean, this is a silent era actress. Mm-hmm. And she was in her 90s. She was like 92 or 93 when she made this movie. And she still lived to be 99. I mean, Amazing. I don't know. It was... And she was really funny. She and was really she, funny. She won't eat anything that hasn't been sitting on the <laughs> sitting on the TV for twenty four yeah. hours. She wants. She wants. Um, she is knows about the movie that's being made. Oh my and god! She this wants, might be my favorite line. She wants Jackie Gleason to play George Washington, which, when you think about <laughs> it. <laughs> But in this, in this, uh, you know, drop off food and talk to her, and it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. She brings up that she wants them to find an old boyfriend of hers, Johnny Del Vecchio, because he's still in love with her. He's still in love with her. She's convinced. Yeah. And Alan Alden is so annoyed um, at the fact that he's trying. He's like, Mom, that we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. <laughs> and the girlfriend Gretchen is like, Well, come on, let's 
why do you why don't you just play along with your mom? You get so annoyed yeah. so easily. And he's like, because she's crazy. She's been crazy my whole life, and now she's even crazier now. I can't. I can't get her back together with Johnny Del Vecchio. I feel like this movie is just Alan Alda running around being irrational all the time. <laughs> just being annoyed with everyone. Just... Everyone around him seems to keep going like, Calm down, it's no big deal. Yeah, like, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know how much money you got for this adaptation. And the fact that you don't even watch movies, why would you care why that much you, yeah. about what they're going to do to this? See, you see how you think about these things full full circle? So there's a big party. Yeah, at the university, yeah. yeah. Yep, <clears throat> uh, and it seems to be just like a movie party? Like a, yeah, like a I coming think... together of the university and the film crew? I'm guessing that this town, it's a small town, is just so excited to have this movie come in here and film on location, right? And the university is obviously a big part of the film because the the, the professor wrote the book. Um, so yeah, there's a big party at the, at the university. And um, they're still, uh, Gretchen and Alan Alda show up to the party and they're still fighting. They're still kind of having is, words with yeah. each other. And this is when they break up. Yeah. Like this is when they they're like, space. you know what, yeah. let's take a break from yeah. this Cause thing. Because she, can't, she can't agree to letting him keep the robe there. And he's not so crazy about her getting all friendly with the mom. Like, why do you want right. to find the ex-boyfriend? <laughs> and meanwhile, um, Michael Caine is just stealing oh. helicopters. There's a helicopter there. <laughs> Right for some, I Michael don't know Caine's why. a crazy man. Like yeah. he's a, oh, he's a wild man. He's, he's a, a wild, wild little British actor. Mm-hmm. To, oh, he's mm-hmm. so crazy. And you had mentioned this movie uh, takes place in uh, North Carolina. You yeah. said, yeah, which is technically in the South. And I find it funny that up till this point we have not had a Southern accent, None. and suddenly this Southern belle, mm-hmm. <laughs> who sounds like she was like present during the Civil War, shows up, mm-hmm. and she's all, "Oh, Michael Caine, what are we gonna do <laughs> about you and that helicopter?" <laughs> what movie does this woman think she's in? <laughs> she was really funny. I wish there was more of her in this, but yeah, Michael Caine sweeps her off her feet immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's her her husband works at the university, right? Doesn't she like say that like, "Oh, my husband's here," and he's like, "Uh, he doesn't care." Because later on, his wife shows up, and he still doesn't care. He's making out on the roller coaster or trying to. And I tell you how scared I was when they were switching seats. On the oh, <laughs> so was I. I was like, like "This, this is, is dangerous. dangerous. It's not a good idea." <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know that the roller coaster is moving fast and you're up high, but I think your wife could probably still see you making out with this woman. She was engaged in deep conversation with Gretchen. So Alan Alda comes into Bob Hoskins like he's broken up with this woman. He's, you know, is not a mess, but he needs to he needs to focus on work. So he shows up at Bob Hoskins at, I don't know, 3 a.m. to rewrite a scene or something. When Bob Hoskins is eating the banana in his bed. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Alan Alda rewrites the screen or the scene while Hoskins is asleep. Yeah. And then we're starting the movie. So we got a Teamsters montage. We get a little make it a movie montage happening for us. We do find that, that uh, Michael Caine got this Southern Belle a part of the film. Oh, yeah. He got her some work on the film. She's like an extra, but she's all dolled up and she's pleased about it. Now, this woman, you said that she probably wasn't anyone or nobody that you knew. Yeah, the actress. Was she? She was a Bond girl. No way. Yeah, she was in Moonraker. 
and her name and and I just as a kid like I understood that Pussy Galore was like you know I, I understood that they did those funny names sometimes for the women. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I looked her up and I found out where their what her character name was, I was like, do they do this all the time? Her name in this in that Bond movie is Holly Goodhead. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did they do that in all these Bond movies? I guess so. Like, I can't. I found it so funny in Austin Powers how the woman's name was a lot of vagina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I'm a lot of a lot of vagina. <laughs> what was her character in here? Do we know? Oh, I have no idea. Okay, well, I don't. Know. We'll just call her Goodhead from now on. Uh, go with the okay. Southern <laughs> Belle and just do a Southern accent. It's so much fun. All right, fair enough. So Alan Alda, he knows he has a, you know, an ally in Michelle Pfeiffer. Like Michelle Pfeiffer really her thing is like I want to know this character, yeah, I want to be this a, character. She, yeah. So he passes on these new secret lines for this scene to Michelle mm-hmm, Pfeiffer mm-hmm. and she's totally down for oh, it. Oh, she's down. Yeah, she it's the uh-huh. real letters that he has. He gives her real letters that were written between the two characters. And she, this is this is just honey on her tea. This is exactly what she needs to help her, um, just you know, really get into this character. And he also, we do find that she's a legitimate actress. Like we do find later when, when she's like, I was nominated yes. for that. And he's like, nominated for what? What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, she, when they have their interaction, she's like mm-hmm. kind of baffled that he doesn't know more about her and is kind of put off by it, but whatever. He convinces her, but now he's also got to convince Elliot, who is Michael Caine, you know, right. to really dig deeper into the character. But Michael T- Caine, when his trailer is a rockin', don't come oh, a knockin'. No, you do not come around. Because he's with our Southern Belle a lot of head, whatever her name is. Yeah. A really good head. But we do see... We do see that the director does not want to do this. And from a distance, because, I don't know, Alan Hall is, like, hiding in the bushes or something with uh, Bob Hoskins. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, like, drop bombs and then go away. Yeah. yeah. And we do see, like, this little actor revolt where it appears that uh, Michael Caine and Michelle Pfeiffer are going to walk away. Mm-hmm. And finally the director's like, all right. And then looks we'll at the bushes like, mm, you got you me. You guys. Yeah. And yeah. I guess it's great. Like, I guess it's it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it plays and well. Yeah. Then he just needs to keep doing this every day, it appears. Well, he's like... He a, needs to keep rewriting every scene for every day. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, because he wants it to be more factual than not. Michelle Pfeiffer asks Alan Alda out as the sun sets on set that day. It's yeah. Oh, it's so nice. And, you know, it was apparently a great day of shooting. Yeah. She asks him out. She's still in character. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess it's... Because I thought she would just be in character all the time. But I guess once she gets out of that clothing... Then she turns into she Michelle resets, Pfeiffer. Right, she resets. Right, yeah. But we do get to see Alan Alda a shower and shave montage. Oh yeah, because <laughs> he gets ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So many times. This may be like the fourth time he has no shirt on in this movie so far. He likes to be topless if he can. Yeah. Yeah. Why not expose that? Like you said, he's fifty years old. He's in great shape. So why hide I'm it? Much, be- much better shape than me. <laughs> I'm like, I was ten years younger than he was. <laughs> As we said. Mm-hmm. He's coming over and he pulls his move, which is to show up with a bag of groceries to make a salad. Bring some random salad things. And the character's diary. Those are two things that'll really get her revved. Now, because this is an old DVD, I could not turn on closed captions. And I had to rewind this a couple times Hmm. 
because Michelle Pfeiffer's talking to him about this woman that she's playing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I want to know her. I want to know what she's like. Mm -hmm. And she goes, was she a cokehead? (laughs) She does say that. Like, what is... I had to keep her whining and going, what else could she possibly be saying? And I couldn't think of anything else. I was like, no, I think she really asked if this Revolutionary yeah. War widow was a cokehead. What was her deal? She's got to get it wrapped around her. Meanwhile, she's chain-smoking cigarettes while she asks oh my this God. question. Um, Yelling at somebody on the phone. Like, yeah. you fuckers, you better Very do upset this. with her manager or whoever she's talking about. But he's still into it. Like, Alan Alda is so into it because... Even after she hangs up the phone, he's like, oh, my God, that's so cool how you can be, like, one person. That you can be, like, another. And like, it's called acting. Yeah. You cl- <laughs> well, that's when she's like, you didn't know. Like, I've won all these awards. Yeah. It's kind of who I am. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. He's literally just, like, drool machine. Because I guess we're supposed to think, again, he's a small town uh, college professor who yes. lives his world in history and fencing and doesn't know much about the um, – you know, the acting, the Hollywood world. So the fact right. that this yes. Hollywood actress, award-winning actress, is spending any time with him, making salads with him, reading diaries with him. Oh, my God. Just... He brings her the actual diary of this woman, this she, revolutionary She reads woman. it in character. In character mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is crazy, mm-hmm. man. And I love how he just produces it like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just have Look that. Look what I it's have. like, yeah. do you bring this on every date? Just yeah. hoping if the salad didn't work, maybe this. Salads and trick. diaries. That's how he gets into ladies' pants. Just some oh salads my God. and diaries. And he is all over it. He mm-hmm. loves that she is reading Oh, my God. Voice. He's like, oh. oh, this is like, so, of course, now this leads to them just, you know, making their love. And yeah, she... they're in a relationship now. Gretchen has been pushed to the background and we don't see her for a while. No, 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 no. Well, they and besides, they broke up anyway at the party yeah. when, uh, yeah. And now she decides that, uh, or Michelle Pfeiffer's character says, I've got to have Jan set. That's part of her demands. Yes. Is that even right. though the director is like, you guys need to kind of stand back. Mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer, the actress, is like, no, I want them on set. And uh, Bob Hoskins' advice is, well, you've got to get Elliot. You've got to get Michael Caine on board with this, too. We find out that Michael Caine, he's not only a madman off camera, mm. but on camera as well, because he wants to do all his own stunts. Oh, crazy He guy. falls off a horse into a pond. He does that on purpose. He says he wants to do his own stunts, so he rides a horse into a pond. It's hilarious, I guess. Yeah, I do like how he wants to do his own stunts, but he's very clear. He's like... Make sure the camera is tight on me so they know it's me. <laughs> they got to so know. So they could see my face yeah. as I'm flying off they the got, horse. And I like it because the director's kind of concerned. Like, are you sure? Like, this is a long jump and there's a lot. I don't want you to mess up your face. And he's like, I will be fine. Just keep the camera on me. But in the meantime, besides doing his own stunts, uh-huh. um, it is advised that... Um, Alan Alda become friendlier. He's obviously gotten friendlier with Michelle Pfeiffer, with the actress in the movie. Yes. But it's also advised that he becomes friendlier with Michael Caine, the actor in the movie. They decide to do some fencing together up on a hillside. Again, fencing and salad. Like, that's all this guy's got, but it works out so It works perfectly. out for him. It works out for him. Well, in this case, not so much. He gets his clothes ruined because apparently Michael Caine's character, Elliot, is a very good fencer and kind of slices all kinds of cuts in... They don't... Oh, they don't garb up. Like, in the beginning when we see the fencing, he's in fencing gear, but not here on the hillside. They're just in their clothes yeah. and it's supposed to be sort of light fencing, I guess. 
Yeah, and I do like it how, you know, Alan Alda's like, well, shouldn't we put on stuff? And mm. Michael Caine's like, no, 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 don't worry. I, I'm not going to cut you, and you won't come anywhere near me. Yeah, yeah, like, you it's, can't It's kind of funny. Me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he does. He, like, shreds his shirt to the yeah. point where one sleeve just falls off. Uh-huh. And then he rolls down a hill. He Tubbles falls down, right a hill. down a hill. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know how buddy-buddy these two have to be, mm. but you fenced with him. He sliced up your shirt, and immediately Michael Caine's like, oh, my God, let's go into town. I will drive you home so you can get a new yeah. shirt. And that's when I was like, uh, uh, he's got him in his pocket, the end. And constantly Bob Hoskins is like, you have to fence more. We have to go to a carnival. You got to beat up his butt. doesn't seem necessary. Well, how about this? How about, so like we said, Michael Caine's character is this kind of goofy but handsome and loved actor, right? He can't, so earlier Mm -hmm. in the movie we saw him hijack a helicopter and he can't really fly a helicopter even though he tries. And now he offers uh, Alan Alda the ride to get new clothes, but he drives like a lunatic. He goes, let's get behind the wheels of my car and yeah. he drives like a crazy man, almost drives into a truck. And um, yeah, and I like how there's one guy on set. I guess he's just the handler who's like, no, 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 no. It's my job. Uh, I was told by the yeah, director yeah. to not let you drive anywhere yeah. ever. He's just a bad driver, I guess. Now he's on set mm-hmm. and he gets a call that his mother mm-hmm. has been taken to the hospital. She looked like she was in the hospital before, I have to say. Well, that's okay. that looked like yeah. a dingy house. Yeah, but yeah. Yes, right. And again, you know, I'm watching this movie and my ears again perked up. And I was like, oh, oh, wait, hold on. Okay, I'm hunching yeah. over my notes. I'm ready. I'm readying all the scribbling because it's funny. She is taken to the hospital. Mm-hmm. She's afraid the doctors are going to remove her nerves. <laughs> Not getting on her nerves, not annoying, just taking her nerves out. No, they're going to remove all of her nerves. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is when she says that she won't go into the kitchen because that's where the devil is. Mm -hmm. So she has Mm -hmm. to have all of her food on the TV. Mm -hmm. That's why she looks so thin. I love how Alan Alda's like, you've been sleeping on the couch for years because you told me that the devil used to be in your bedroom. (laughs) She's like, well, whatever. Now he's in the kitchen. Now he's in the kitchen. He's a mobile devil. I mean, how about this nurse? So he's there with Gretchen. Gretchen shows back up and, Mm -hmm. you know, and and he goes there with her. How about this nurse that is like, oh, yeah, yeah, your mother's this way. About 20 seconds into this scene, the nurse walks in and taps her watch like, "Uh, yeah, you got to go. Half a minute visiting time. It's over. Let's wrap it up. This is the same nurse that then offers her headshot, right? In the hallway. I love this. Uh I love it because I was like, does this nurse just have her headshots at work all the yeah, time? She's or just ready. did she like pick up, you know, once Lily and Gish got rushed in, she's like, oh, that guy, I know her son. He's on He's set. I got to go movie. home. Yeah. I got to get my headshot. No, but I would think that if you're a nurse and, and you're ready at any time. With, yeah. and you're a side actress maybe you're ready at any time oh we get another montage I have this um, oh, yeah. hospital scene we get more montage which is like it's a fencing montage it's a writing montage it's a sex montage and yeah. then there's skinny dipping oh yeah because we need naked people with the crew I thought it was for the movie <laughs> oh oh yeah yeah because he's making it more of a like crazy Teenage film, I guess, not a yeah. I piece. I didn't quite understand what, what was really going on mm-hmm. here, but uh, maybe 
I don't know. Maybe they, after they win a battle, maybe it was customary for all the soldiers to then get naked and jump in a lake. Well, the the soldiers we see at the end do like to get naked at times. So, um, so I yeah, thought I was watching I Braveheart. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what period are we in? They there is a little. Um, skinny dipping montage that happens or part of the montage that happens is yeah. some skinny dipping. Um, just jumping in the lake. And I think they are filming. Like, I think this yes. is for the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were certain things that I guess Alan Alda had to, you know, concede and be yeah. like, fine. Oh, you can have your skinny dipping scene. So long as you put in more of my scintillating revolutionary <laughs> war dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now we come back. So we've, we visited, with uh, Alan Alden's mom while she's in mm-hmm. the hospital. But now we come back to, not necessarily her mom, but the fact that Gretchen has found Johnny Del Vecchio, <laughs> boyfriend. He doesn't seem to be that far away. No. It's not like they're driving for days. It's like, hey, you know what? I found the guy. He's eight blocks down the road. Yeah, Let's he go. lives right in town. She comes to the movie set and she's like, uh, I think we should do this. And Alan Alda decides against Bob Hoskins' wishes that he will leave the set because this is mm-hmm. from his mother. And he will, okay, fine. Let's go um, make it the nice and find Johnny DeVecchio and see if we can make my mom happy. Bob Hoskins goes with them, too, yeah. which doesn't make a whole yeah, lot of sense. Yeah, he sits in the back he, seat. That's he right. sits in the back seat but raised up like mm-hmm. he's Kennedy about to be assassinated. <laughs> like he's sitting up really high sideways on this back seat. It was you know, really he's strange. a little man, so he could fit in the oh, back maybe. seat. Yeah, but... <laughs> I like that they did the scene first and just the top of his head was coming out and they were like, no, this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> Get a Bob Hoskins booster in here. And get him side, this. side straddling this thing and let's yep. get him on it. Let's get him. So they yeah, they go to to this ex-boyfriend's house. Mm-hmm. They, they witness a very angry um, wife of... Um, yeah. Of Del Vecchio. Yeah, yeah, Del Vecchio's Mrs. Del Vecchio is pissed and is like, "You tell your mother to stay away." I don't know how many more times we got to tell <laughs> That's her. Great. And he's like, "I don't know. Yeah, you better go." All right, end of scene. And it's like, and why weird. is this weird? Here? Why exactly? Why did we just do this? All right. And again, like this woman is really upset with Alan Alda's elderly mother who has not been out of the house in i don't know how long and like who's clearly crazy. is she just constantly calling and like hanging up on them? i guess <laughs> this woman is so mad yeah. she's like i've had enough but it's not even like his mother has dementia to the point where she's like oh my boyfriend i haven't seen him in a couple of days we went to the movies just three no yeah. she's like listen this guy i used to date i totally think he's still into me yeah. track him down find out if he's all about uh-huh. me uh-huh. <laughs> like that's it and, and he is okay all right i'll do it that's no fine. he doesn't gretchen decides well gretchen that yeah something that the and gretchen's also saying, you know, you need to just tell her because he's like, well, what am I going to do? Del Vecchio doesn't want to see her. He can't see her. What do I do? And Gretchen's like, you're going to lie to her. You're going to tell her yeah. that, you know, just what is it? What is it for you to lie to her? And he's like, I don't want to lie. But he is convinced. And then sure enough, he gives her, he gives, it's very sweet when he does tell his yes, mom because is. she's so excited. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. he says that he loves you <laughs> and, you know, he hopes you're doing well. And she's like, well, tell him to come see me. Where, Where is he? She's like, he's like, he's in the hospital. She's like, well, tell him we want the same room so we can be together. <laughs> <Reel> him in. <laughs> well, he's at a different hospital. We'll just have him transferred yeah, here. Yeah, she's got all the answers. Yeah. <laughs> 
but but no and then then that just dies down we're like okay it dies down because she's happy like she has a smile on her face and goodbye from the movie or does she come back at the end i don't even know she's at the end at the premiere when it's oh at the premiere okay yeah she's all dolled up and he goes that's my mom just can i can i tell you at the end of this movie when i thought the movie was ending i was so pissed and i think out loud i went why aren't they in a premiere or something? And, and suddenly then you got your premiere. premiere. Yeah, yes. then you got your premiere. Don't worry. Yeah, don't yeah. Hold, you hold on tight because it's not just making out at the end. We have a premiere. <laughs> no, there's a premiere. The first movie Alan Alda's ever seen, I'm assuming. Yeah, the first time he's ever been to the movie theaters because he prefers to make salads with it. Then, uh, oh, now we have a confrontation. Yeah, we get caught red-handed. Yes, Ugh. the plot thickens. Mm, doesn't it, though? Yeah, because uh, Alan Alda is going to pick up Faith for a lunch date, mm-hmm. and Gretchen... Faith being Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Yes, is mm-hmm. teaching uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, or someone on set, because he, she doesn't he say who it who. is. Right. She's like, oh, I'm here to give a you know tutorial on um, stitching. Stitching? Mm-hmm. Embroidery. Embro- yeah, <laughs> or stitching. And, and they both walked together to the same door, mm-hmm. and of course, he's got... You know, a bag of <laughs> He's ready for again, a salad making. Salad, again. salad making and, equals love making. And he makes it seem like, oh yeah, uh, this is the first time we've done this, and this is just because I'm on set now. Yeah. And of course Michelle Pfeiffer grabs that head of lettuce and slams it down, and Gretchen looks at him like Womp, womp. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically leaves like, uh, you know what? I'll teach you embroidery later. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I've and and even Michelle Pfeiffer looks at him like, uh oh, were we just yeah. caught? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you in the doghouse now? Because mm-hmm. first of all, you didn't tell me you were seeing anyone. Well, and who? What do you do if you really are the the college professor and this movie comes into town and this actress wants to sleep with you? Sure. I mean, are you like, listen, fencing girlfriend, we can't even establish if we live together and if I wear your robe. I'm just going to sleep with this beautiful actress a few times. You know what? Between Alan Alda and Indiana Jones, I thought being a college professor would have ladies (laughs) tripping over themselves (laughs) to get to me. Turns out it's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he's found out. And now, even though it was the end a couple of scenes earlier... Mm-hmm. Between these two, it seems to be maybe really the end, right? For yes. uh, Gretchen and Michael, we think. In the meantime, there's still a movie to be made, right? There's still a movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. that needs to be made. Um, what is this? What is this? Yeah, bar let's party talk about this because I mean, act- we don't really need to get into it a whole yeah. lot, but it really does matter at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. There's this weird, like, the stunt guys. And the local yokels who do yeah. the reenacting, there's like weird animosity between the two of them. Well, this the local yokels are they take it very seriously. Like there's weapons, like they want the weapons to be held right and called by the right things. It's not a rifle, it's a musket, whatever. You know? Yeah. And you have the, to wear your sash on the other side. Right, right. Yeah. And the the uh I was gonna call them the trainers. But they are—they're the stunt trainers, doubles. the animal trainers. Who <laughs> there you go. Also, the stunt—the stunt guys are more like you know. No, we just this is how we do it. We've got a science to this, and what are these dumb dumb locals into? Which seems like I guess we have to have this bit of ah, we don't tension or something. But it just seems strange. Like I would assume that 
stunt guys run into this all the time and yeah. they're more than happy to be like, oh, okay, well, we need to make this era specific. So I'm not going to be pissed if you tell me to pin this Show badge me some on the stuff. other side right. of my exactly. outfit. Like, this is your guiding light. Yeah. Right. It's just so we hate the stuntmen and that we really, really root for more townies mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird day. Like, they pick on them. They try to, they set them up, right, for like a fall down. Or, yeah, yeah a very young John C. McKinley. Oh, yes, one of these yes. Guys. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it, was, it was funny to see him and for me to do the math in my head going, wait, how old is But he looks exactly looks the, the same. same. Yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. Well. If you look at a picture of Alan Alda now, he looks like the Crypt Keeper. John C. McKinley <laughs> looks the same. No offense to Alan Alda. He's no. a treasure. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> treasure? He's been around for a long time, I'm saying. Uh, it's true. It's true. So finally, I mean, whatever, whatever. Is this when they're in the bar and they like pretend to shoot the guy and he flies through the doors? Yes, or is that later? yes. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. Blah, 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 whatever. This is when we see Michael Caine's age-appropriate wife show up <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> well, this is when Michael Caine decides. Okay, so Michael Caine gets caught in this whole thing. Um, I love it. This is when um, Michael Caine is now having a drink with, with Gretchen. Right. So he's got mm-hmm. the one woman, the, the Southern Belle, um, the Bond girl that he's kind of seeing on this film. Um, he's got his wife that comes into town and he's also just made drink arrangements with um, Gretchen. And he's like and everyone is tense. The uh, Bob Hoskins and Alan Alda come to I don't know why to, to see Michael Caine trying to reestablish their relationship. You know, because Michael, uh, he's always being pushed to to have a relationship with Michael Caine. And Michael Caine's like, oh, history, it's so full of events and so old. (laughs) He's so charming. Like, it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, Michael Caine is so charming. Even in a movie where he's trying to bang a 15-year-old girl. Like, all right, okay, it's Michael Caine, why not? But he's really great. And I love how they decide... Michael Caine, like, just evens the numbers because it's basically Michael Caine mm-hmm. and these three women. Yes. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, Alan Alda, Bob Hoskins, let's all go do something. Yeah, he's well, he's convinced <laughs> that everyone is just so tense looking, and they are, mm-hmm. and so bored. And so they're going to go have some fun. They're going to pee in their pants with <laughs> laughter three times, three he says. Times. <laughs> Each each one of them. Each one before the day is over. <laughs> he says, we're going to go out, guys, and we're going to have so much fun. We're going to pee our pants three times, each of us. That's a <laughs> lot like, of fun. Like, I have peed like my pants Michael before. Caine too. Yeah. Oh, my God. We need to do my, more Michael Caine movies so you can do that. <laughs> I love I have that. had so much fun that I have peed my pants before. Believe me, I have a weak bladder. But three times? That's a lot of fun. And he is putting a lot of responsibility, a lot of pressure on this local carnival (laughs) to make them laugh so hard. But he knows. Michael Caine decides to take them, some of them, on a roller coaster. Now, his wife declines and Gretchen declines. His wife is afraid of falling and Gretchen Mm -hmm. is afraid of heights. Or maybe it's the other way around. But, but they all, nobody wants to go on this though. It's no. funny, like Alan. No, doesn't yeah, because Bob Hoskins. but Hoskins is like, we got to do this because we got to please the actor. We oh gotta yeah, make yeah, nice that's with the is, actor, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So they go on it, and um, first it's uh, like you said, they have to switch seats because at first it's uh, Alan Alden up front with the Southern Belle. And it's of really course, strange because it's like 
Michael Cade almost makes it seem like, uh, yeah, Alan Alda and this Southern Belle, they're together. And I'm like, wouldn't it be a lot easier for you to make it so that Alan Alda's together with Gretchen and maybe right. Bob Hoskins is with this girl? But no. No, no, no. Because he still wants he still wants that Southern Belle, even though his wife's oh, right. there. No, of course. And now yeah. they're on a roller coaster. So they, like yeah. you said, they switch spots. He switches from the front car to the middle car, I guess, with yeah. Alan Alda. So that happens, and that's a little freaky. Then they start on this roller coaster, and the Southern Belle is screaming the whole time because it's a roller coaster, and Michael Caine's just like, give me your lips. I can't kiss you if I don't have your lips. Quit screaming. He's trying to make out with her, and she's screaming. And before we kind of touched on it, as they're going up the giant hill, first Michael Caine's in the back with Bob Hoskins, and he's like, hey, Alan Alda, switch seats with me. Yeah. There's like this weird, he picks Alan Alda up and like drags him out of the seat. And at one point you just hear Michael Caine go, you better hurry before we start going down the hill. <laughs> then while, while uh. Michael Caine is trying to make out in the front seat, in the back yeah. seat, Bob Hoskins is just like groping Alan Alden's head, oh right? God, he's just like holding no. on tight to his head. And he's like, ah! Uh, but this, so that is the adventure of of yeah. of the the carnival, and then they leave the carnival, and they're a bunch. They're just a gang, all linked arms, oh my singing God. in the streets. These um, fast friends, like it is, it's lovely. Mission accomplished, mm-hmm. Alan Alda. If you wanted to win over Michael Caine, you've done it. Done. I'm assuming the day before the final day. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We're getting close but to the still, end here. But you did it, and they were skipping through. The sleepiest town that must shut down at like nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have fun that day, or yeah. at least that's what uh, what Michael Caine wanted them to do, and they did. They yes. did. Um, so can mm-hmm. I might have missed a scene in Why this movie Why? because now we're on to the last day of shooting, yeah. I guess, we and it's like on. a big battle scene. They're doing a big mm-hmm. battle scene. Finally, it's time for these reenactors to be in this, and Alan Alda confronts. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer about her relationship with Michael Caine? Well, did you miss like, where... Um, they're, so they're, <clears throat> they're filming one of the last scenes that they have to film, I guess, where it's... Is, in, is it the snowy scene? Uh, I don't think it was snowing. Uh, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. No, go but ahead. there sorry. is a snowy scene where the snow yeah. gets dumped out of the window. Right. Yeah, where Michael Caine doesn't react to what she says, and she's like, I can't do this alone. I can't work with him. Well, that's I think that's to show you. So earlier when they were filming and they do that snowy scene, Michelle Pfeiffer and, and Michael Caine, as actors on the film, don't have a great mm-hmm. chemistry together, right? Okay. She's, like, not into it. But in this scene that we get to see toward the end here, mm-hmm. um, they have great chemistry. And yeah. even in between takes, Michelle Pfeiffer is holding um, Michael Caine's ass, and Michael Caine's kind of rubbing Michelle Pfeiffer's ass. And Alan Alda sees this, and he's like, what the fuck? Like, what? Oh, okay. And I Michelle totally missed that. And Michelle Pfeiffer explains, like, well, you know, yeah, I had to sleep with him. It makes our chemistry overall better, and it just makes the movie better. And and Alan Alda's, like, stumped, again, because he doesn't understand how movies work and what actresses do. And so he's like, you're not at all the character in the movie. And Michelle Pfeiffer's like, yeah, where have you been the past eight yeah, weeks? Where like, have you been? What are you, a giant baby? Yeah, exactly. like, how do you not know this, you idiots? What the fuck? So yeah, that's where that comes in. That's maybe the little piece that you that you missed where now yeah. Alan Alda's had this revelation of like, wow, Michelle Pfeiffer is not 
who I thought she was. I, this should be the movie part of the movie where Alan Alda's like, maybe I'm crazy like my mom. Like, yeah, maybe, this maybe, one's in maybe the my, like, my food needs how, to sit on the TV for a little bit before yeah, I eat it. How yeah. would I possibly think that Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> is a revolutionary war widow? Well, now, now he's really convinced. And this is when, yes, they are filming the last scene, um, mm-hmm. the soldier scene, the battle scene, I guess. Not the soldier scene. I mean, there's soldiers in it because they're in the battle, but it's the battle so, scene. <laughs> you you had talked about the cover of this DVD. Suddenly, Alan Alda is in the movie. Like, he's got a jacket on. He's yeah. in this movie. Don't know how this happened, but I guess they just need bodies and he's well, always there. Again, he's mad and shouting. And I think this right. is the act. The director is finally like, here, fine. You want to have a say in the movie? Be in right. the movie. We need more people anyway for this scene. Yeah. And it's almost as though they had shot the promotional photos for the film beforehand. Right. And suddenly on set, someone went, oh, my oh, God, wait, yeah. there's a motorcycle in this. <laughs> Holy shit. Alan Alda's on a motorcycle. Yeah. We have not seen him on a ride. motorcycle mm-hmm. in this movie mm-hmm. until the end. No, no. It's, it was so jarring. Like, I literally picked up the thing and <laughs> looked at the cover <laughs> And I was again. like, wait, this is like exactly. I know. I know. I know. It's weird. Like, you don't see him motorcycling to his, his no. fencing or going no. and picking up his Gretchen and putting her on the back seat while they go for ice cream. It's right. the first time he rolls in on his uh, little yeah. two-wheel was, motorcycle. Motorcycle. so crazy. Mm-hmm. So the big to-do is that the reenactors are upset, upset by the mm-hmm. historical inaccuracies because it's mm-hmm. like... Oh, bombs are going to explode and you're going to run away and then you're going to run the other direction. There's more explosions and mm-hmm. it will be hilarious. Right. And that's, right. With all these other changes, I guess this is still the movie we're making. Yeah. Yeah. It's still okay. going to be. It doesn't matter. We still have certain, you know. Right. But so, yeah. He and and we go we get through a step by step of okay we're gonna know that this like the we get through the director's hole this is what we're gonna do here you're gonna run mm-hmm. and then you're gonna run away and then this is right. gonna go off here and this is gonna go off here yes and like you said the reenactors are totally pissed about it they're like this isn't at all how this goes down and we know it because we reenact it every other day there and are fun things where Alan Alda's like this took place in the winter. And yeah. there are trees in full bloom, and the director's like, oh, no, 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 we'll figure it out. I like how Alan Alda goes, are you just going to have a crew go and, like, remove every leaf from every tree Yeah, in the yeah, shot? yeah. And he even says something like, why is there a barn there? There would not have been a barn on right, this battlefield. Right, it's a big open field. Right, yes. Right. Yeah. I, I do, like, there's something to be said for what he's saying because with any movie, you'll have these nerds and these idiots out there being like, mm, actually, if you were in space, you wouldn't be able to hear. But for the movie going populist, nobody's going to know that whatever battle this is didn't take place in, in the this, summer. Right, right. I but don't know. He wants accuracy, and by golly, uh-huh. he will get it. He was He's going to get it because he basically leads a revolt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where all the reenactors quit and go into a barn. I like it when they, yeah, they all are done and they're in the barn. And I like the one guy's like, I could be home painting my house. <laughs> like, don't you do this reenactment every day? Like, what's the difference? Why you gotta be on this movie set? Huh? <laughs> that guy talks like we're suddenly in Queens. <laughs> I was like, what? Where are we now? 
Oh my god, it's great. But Alan Alda has a plan. Oh, does he? And I, when he's like, does anybody know how to do stuff with wires? And the guy's like, hey, I'm an electrician. Yep, yep, yeah. I'm a, I'm a licensed electrician. Part of the union. And yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> so Alan Alda's like, here's what we're going to do. Uh-huh. And we don't know what's happening. <laughs> So they they decide he's gonna they're gonna charge the cannons. That's the yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they're gonna charge the cannons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They rigged up the explosives so when the guys hit it, so that the cannons would explode. Nope, the barn blows up. Blowing up the barn. Yep. They yep. chase all these stunt guys because, as we know, stunt guys deep down are big wimps. <laughs> sure, it's not easy. <laughs> So they chase them away, win the war, whatever. Everybody loves it, though. Oh, Everybody yeah. who's, who's set up lawn chairs to watch this in the background, yeah. they are all into yeah, it, which the convinces... Yeah, thinks it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, which convinces, I don't know, the director of photography, who's this black woman that we see every now oh, and then. Oh, yeah, she yeah. She gets no lines <laughs> at all, but is very important to this she movie. Is. She is. She's the pulse of the film. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's the DP, and she is... Yeah. Uh, yeah. She first she's she's like, oh my god, this isn't the scene yeah. we're supposed to shoot. But they have five or six cameras rolling during this scene, and like you said, all the cameramen, all the rest of the yep. crew are loving what they're seeing. Yeah. Alan Alder literally screams. First of all, as they're shooting each other, both sides are shooting each other. Some of the British, some <laughs> of the the stunt doubles are falling down. But yeah. Alan Alder looks at everyone. He's like, "Don't fall down. Don't fall down." So all this gunfire is happening, and nobody on the American side is dying. <laughs> yeah. And then I do like the one guy next to Alan Alda seems very concerned because he's like, but I'm supposed to die. Yeah. I'm supposed I'm to, fall, supposed over. to fall over. And then he just says, he doesn't say charge. He says, go get him. And then right. they all go. And- Which, first of all, I can only assume is historically yes, accurate. Exactly. The most historically accurate dialogue. Yes. Go get him. Go get him. And what's his name? Paul pole vaults over the cannon <laughs> as they all go charging toward the cannon. And uh-huh. <clears throat> Alan Alda chases Michael Caine's character off screen while he's on a horse. <laughs> right. He whips the horse with his sword and chase. And I love it because Michael Caine's like, you realize that I'm not on, in film. I'm not on camera now. You've got to move me back so the camera can see me. And he doesn't care. My horse is very scared. Please. <laughs> <This is> scared. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's awesome. Um, and then the next thing we know, the soldiers are naked, throwing their clothes naked in the air. For some reason, I <laughs> I wanted to be in that planning session where mm-hmm. Alan Alda at the end is like, and then, guys, we take off all our clothes. We just throw them up in the air. And then we're all like, wearing one of Gretchen's robes. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I made a bunch. I had her quilt a ton of robes. <laughs> she is into this plan. It'll help me win her back, you guys. Because as it turns out, the actress is just playing a role. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys know this. This isn't real. We didn't travel back in time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love so, it. So, yeah, they all get naked. And yeah. <clears throat> the director kind of watches all of this go down. And like you said, first yeah. him and the DP are kind of like, what the fuck? This isn't the scene. And then as everybody else is enjoying it, they kind of enjoy it, too. All of the uh, soldiers who are the reenactors, including Alan Alda, close up in the air, and Alan Alda gives like the okay symbol <laughs> and like a big cheesy smile to the actor mm-hmm. or to the director, and is like, "Yeah, we got this. I'm putting yeah. your nudity too. You see? I 
I want a scene during this premiere or later on in editing where the director's like, you know what? This is the biggest fuck you to Alan Alda. I'm going to keep that in. Yeah. I'm going to keep you giving me an okay symbol yeah, exactly. and yelling, go get them. You staying. thought this was going to be historically uh-huh. accurate. Uh-huh. Uh, people were going to be rolling in the aisles. Reeling, yes. For Suddenly, Bob Hoskins is using a bunch of big words because he's a legitimate author. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's learned how to write. Because they're all saying goodbye to each other. Oh, the, yeah, the, the, the movie's leaving town. Rolling out. Everybody's making out with these locals. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of hooking so, up. Uh-huh. There's a lot of hooking up that happens. the crew was hooking up. It's awesome. But that's kind of what happens when a film crew rolls in to a, to a town like that and they're shooting on location. What do you think's going to happen? I Just don't hooking know. hooking up left and right. Listen, I am as naive as Alan Alda. <laughs> You're I like, not aren't really they real? About that. Yeah. Bob Hoskins thanks Alan Alda. Mm-hmm. Alan Alda and Michelle Pfeiffer make up. You know, it's just kind of like, hey, I, I know what this business is now. Yeah, he gets you know? it now. He and gets we put it. together the best damn movie we could. And a great and, salad along the way. We did make I good guess. salads. Yeah, she's I okay. taught you some things mm-hmm. about lettuce and possibly onions. Don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if they covered the onions, but yeah. they did get balsamic. So there's they, that. They did balsamic? <laughs> hey, in this town? In this town that has a university? And a giant main street. You know that that he and Gretchen are going to end up together. Well, but not what before does she, she do <laughs> to get to get even with Alan Alda for sleeping with a woman who is. Uh, I looked it up. Michelle was twenty six, maybe twenty seven okay, when she okay, made this movie. Okay. How does she get even with him by making out? With Michael Caine. That's right. Just a little heavy oh, makeout. Mm-hmm. Adorable. And and Alan Alda even looks like, mm, you got me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Wah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> but then they end up together anyway. They decide to go for a walk. And they talk this a little a bit. This is a lot and- of talking and a lot of, like, making concessions. Like, well, we're going to trial marriage. And if it doesn't work out in three months, you know what? No, let's make it six. In three months, you can't really get an idea. We'll do it for six months. But mm. let's go and let's get the marriage license. And I was like, can, can we just end? Can we stop? No, we're not done. So we get on to the steps of the uh, courthouse. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they're going to go and get married is what they decide a trial marriage of sorts sure yes and then we get some making out they got married and we think it's over like you said okay this is the end because we get a making out of alan alda which turns into a making out of michelle pfeiffer on set as in in character with uh michael kane and you think that's it it's just a little happy make out ending yeah but no the movie premiere that you so heartily wanted (laughs) Is there for you at the end? Yeah, this is not really what I wanted. The The end of this movie, the freeze frame makes no sense at all because it's mm. Alan Alda and a woman with a microphone, reporter, whatever, going, <laughs> you wrote possibly the greatest historical fiction novel ever made. Yeah. What do you have to say about this? Freeze frame, done. And he's just looking and, at the camera like, what? Yeah, yes. it's like a weird, like, duh, uh-huh. almost about to speak. But no, that's uh-huh. where, that's where he chose to end that's this where movie. he says and that's a wrap guys that's that's a wrap gonna... everybody that's oh sweet oh also Liberty. um sorry uh gretchen is pregnant oh yeah at the premiere at the that's right premiere mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. not only are they still married but oh they're gonna have kids i can't baby wait to on the way baby on the way little baby liberty little baby liberty um yeah there you have it there you now have it do you think he named that see? baby edith or mary 
<laughs> oh, yes. The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> Boy yes. or girl, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Little baby uh, Edith. Um, right. yeah. so, so this movie, this gift from Michelle. It was a I'll gift. call it a gift. Yeah. What was your what was your thinking? Your thoughts on this? Um <laughs> Again, when I got the package in the mail and I saw Sweet Alan Alda, I was excited. I thought this is gonna be a romp of sorts. This movie was weird. It was just weird. <laughs> it was um very enjoyable just now. Our whole recounting, enjoyable to discuss and talk about. I'm glad. I think maybe this is why Michelle wanted us to see it because she's like, I can't be the only one to have this experience kind of thing or recall. People maybe think she... I'm crazy. Yeah. And exactly. I'm telling people that this is a movie. Right. Nobody believes me because we can't find it. Well, now we, we are here to say, yes, it is a movie. Yes, it's fucking weird. Um, yeah. I don't know that I would want to ever see it again or... I would, there'd be a select audience maybe that I would recommend it to. So I don't know. I mean, first of all, here's what, here's what I would say. And I would hope that any of our patrons who are suggesting stuff to us know what they're going to get from this show. I mean, we're, we're going to point out the silly things. We're going to point out the things we don't like. We're going to point out the stuff. So I don't think you have to take it easy on Michelle. I think you could say that this wasn't anything you really enjoyed. (laughs) And I don't think she'd be too upset with that. I'd agree with you, I think, for the most part. Mm -hmm. This movie seemed like a cozy movie in that the stakes are always very low. Like nothing, if if nobody had broken up, if this hadn't, like nobody's life would be changed dramatically Mm -mm. with any of the decisions that Mm -mm. they made if they had done the opposite. Mm -hmm. But it just seems like something, like if my grandmother had been like, oh, did you ever see Sweet Liberty? Because I really <laughs> love that movie. I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Okay, like, okay. You know, you watch an episode of uh, Murder, She Wrote, and then uh, put on Sweet yes, Liberty. Yes, like, yes, 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 yeah. yeah. That's it. It feels comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. And I also, I said this to the patrons while you were gone. So the patrons were the only one that heard it before. Now, this Mm. seems like a movie that, and I don't want to speak for Michelle because I don't know what the situation is. I watched so many movies on HBO growing up that were not good, but I watched them so many times. Yeah, they they were were ingrained. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to say that's what happened with this and Michelle, but it feels so specific to like (laughs) how this movie must mean something to her. And I that's the only conclusion I, I come to. I think she did a great job of, as we said in the intro, we like to sometimes watch movies that we had never seen. Part of mm-hmm. this, part of the joy of doing this podcast is oh. discovering these movies, whether they're good or bad, that were made in the 80s and, yes. and that are just wacky. And yes. this falls in that, is it the kind of wacky that I would have watched in the 80s or they necessarily enjoyed watching now? Not really, but it's still no. wild to know that a movie about a movie being made it's like just, this, this whole thing went yeah. down, you know, it's just wild to be like, this is Alan Alda's passion. Project. Yes. Like, that is the most crazy thing about this. Like this is what he made. Mm-hmm. And it's such a strange choice on it his part. It is a weird, bizarre. It is bizarre. Yeah. So yeah. do you have a recommendation? I do, I do. And I um, what I recommended was, it, and I might have talked about, because I like this show, so I might have talked about it before, the movie, or the show, the Netflix show Glow, mm-hmm. um, that has, uh, what is it, Alison Brie, Ruth Wilder, uh-huh. and, oh, who's that 
funny guy that's in it. Can't oh, his the name because it's not Al Nalda. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who has a super famous podcast. Yes. Isn't Joe Rogan? Yes. I can't think of his name. I, I, I know oh, who you're talking terrible. About and his, his new stand up is really great, too. Anyway. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. It's so really. I've watched a stand up of his before, and I was like, mm, no, the new doesn't... one's very timely. It's about like okay. the end. Anyway. Um, the in the show Glow, uh, Ruth Wilder's uh, wrestling character, her name mm-hmm. is Sweet Liberty. So, oh, oh my yes, God. yeah. So it reminded me of this movie because of that. So, but it's a great Glow. Is great. I think it's three seasons. I don't know if you've seen and any of it. I have not seen it. It's um, really, I really well done. Enjoyed Allison Mark... Brie on Community. I yeah, she is fantastic. fantastic. She's amazing in this. Yeah. She does such a great job, and she's always oh. reminded me of your wife for some reason. You could tell her that. It's super oh, cute. I, your wife. I think she'd be. Yeah. She'd be okay with that. Yeah. 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 Oh, very nice. Yeah. Um, mine is an older film. Of course, it um, is. But it's it's another movie about making movies. Okay. Um, it's called Sullivan's Travels. Ooh, not Gulliver's Travels. Old, I want no, not Gulliver's <laughs> Travels. Not the one with uh, Ted Danson, and not the one with Jack Black. <laughs> no, Sullivan's Travels. Sullivan's Travels. Uh-huh. I think it was from the '40s. Sorry, I don't have the information here. Uh, it's a Preston Sturgis movie where okay. a director um, or a writer. Oh my God, I'm so bad at this now. Uh, played by Joel McRae. He is he's going to make a movie adaptation of Oh Brother Where Art Thou? So Oprah, under- the Where Art Thou? Oprah, Oprah, <laughs> Oprah, Where Art Thou? The Gail, what's her name story? Uh, so, <laughs> Stedman and Gail, Oprah, Where Art Thou? We're just um, looking for you, Oprah. Where are you at? Yeah, Good. Yeah. So, so he's going to make this movie, but he really wants to know what it's like to be down on his luck. So he uh. basically pretends to be a homeless person. Oh. And it's a it's a comedy because it's sort of funny. Some serious stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, he meets Veronica Lake, uh, which is probably the best thing that happens to him. But it's a good comedy. It's like a Preston Surge, just kind of goofy comedy. Um, but it reminded, not reminded me of this movie, but if you want to watch a movie about people making a movie or trying to research a movie, that is funnier than sweet. All right, all right, all right. Check out Sullivan's Travels. All right. All right. So let's talk about let's talk about what we're going to do for our anniversary episode. Our anniversary, first. okay? Because you did you did lead in with that. I've been going on a lot of different podcasts recently. It's what I you do. You're doing are, this circuit, well, if you will. I yeah. I think people are in quarantine and they don't know who else to call, so everybody's coming to me. So first of all. <laughs> If you want to check out who are these podcasts, uh, I was just on an episode of Two Peas in a Pod talking nice. about Nicolas Cage movies. Nick Cage. Ranking top fives. Did Valley Girl make a top Did five it? for me? Possibly. All Listen right. to the episode. Okay. Um, like that. And I was like also that. on an episode called uh, Shitty Song of the Week where oh. I got to pick a terrible song to make fun of. That was fun. Um, nice. Fun time. The thing I've been... <laughs> The thing I've been asked in these podcasts is, why do you talk about movies that no one's ever heard of? (laughs) Because the thing people say is, if you want more listeners, you should, like, why didn't you do um, Back to the Future? Right, or Breakfast Breakfast Club or whatever, right? Yeah, Yeah, you'd get, and, you know, my response is always like, "Mm, I don't care if people listen to what we're saying. (laughs) And also, like, I don't know, it's just an excuse to watch different movies. But for our anniversary, which is going to be at the end of May, we're going to choose one of the top 10 highest grossing films 
of the 1980s. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm just going to read the list off real quick so people know okay. what the movies are. And then, as usual, the audience is going to vote. But okay. off of this list, you're going to pick two and I'm going to pick two. So that's right? four. Okay. I'll let you pick your two first and then I'll take what's left. Okay. But some of these we've already done. Oh, well, like that's Like we good. already did Top Gun mm-hmm. and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay. So what's left is E.T. Okay. Which I said I never want to do, so I'm not going to pick it. But if you <laughs> want to, go ahead. I want to right, do So we, we have E.T. Uh-huh. We have two Star Wars movies. We have The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Okay. We have Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, the Michael Keaton Batman movie. Ooh, okay. Back to the Future, Rain Man. Oh. And Back to the Future Part 2. Those are, oh wait, we have to pick, and we each get to pick four or two? No, each. you pick two, and then I'll pick two. What we'll do is after next episode, we will give out the four that we've decided on okay. as, you know, as a, as a unit, let's say. Okay. And then I'll put the poll up on Twitter. People will vote. And that's what we will do for our fifth wow. anniversary Wow. Five episode. years. Five years. It's crazy town. Wow. Crazy. It's crazy. But what are we going to do next, though? What's coming at you? What's coming at you? Not the 3D movie from the 80s called Coming At You. We're not going to do that. We already dabbled in 3D, and it was a huge mistake. (laughs) We did that Jaws movie. All right. So anyway, May is National Biking Month. That's right. Now, Jamie, you know we already did BMX Bandit, so we can't do that again. We sure did. Yeah, and we don't want to. No, we don't want to. But I'm hoping that a little movie with, uh, who's the the woman from um, Full House who's going to prison? Oh. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to look her up because I should know. Uh, Lori Loughlin. Lori. I knew it was something with an L. Lori Loughlin. Lori Lori Loughlin on a bike. And uh, I want to say Josh Brolin, but I think, is he the older one or the younger Brolin? Oh, my God. This is terrible. (laughs) This is a terrible intro. You really should have done your research before making this announcement. Yeah, so it's Josh Brolin and Lori Loughlin in the BMX movie Rad. Rad. So that is what we're going to do. It has been suggested by listeners for a very, very long time. So if you've been waiting for this, it's about time. Okay. That'll be our next episode in two weeks. And again, we'll move on and we'll talk to you guys more about what our anniversary episode is going to be. And also our Patreon, our Patreons, our patrons know what we're doing in the summer, but the regular listeners don't. So be very excited in that we have a, say, a summer theme, an entire theme that will last throughout the summer. Mm -hmm. So I don't Mm -hmm. have to try and think of different movies to tie into National Bike Month. But that's but wait for the, yes. But wait for that announcement. Depending on what you guys choose for our anniversary episode, ooh, it might be a nice smooth transition into Maybe. what we're doing all month long, or sorry, all summer long. But anyway, thank you for listening. First of all, patrons, thank you for listening to this extensive episode. There was a lot. Two hours for you guys. Doug's pissed his pants twice now. Yep. Almost three times. That would have been a Michael Caine good time. One more time. (laughs) One more time. And I would have had the exciting day that Michael Caine wanted everyone else to have. All right, everyone, thank you for listening again. Thank you, Michelle, for recommending this movie. We appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to you again in two weeks. Until then, stay safe. Have a great two weeks, everybody. Bye. Take care.
Give me your lips. I was trying to think of Eric Stoltz's name a couple of days ago, and I was like, Eric Roberts, Eric Roberts, that's not right. Eric Roberts, I could not think of the <laughs> But you couldn't Stoltz. get Roberts out of your head. Do you see how he does that? 